welcome to this week's sermon from C3 Church Narara. We hope you enjoy this message from Pastor Chris Brown. For more information or to contact us, visit c3church.narara.net. Well, thank you, Pastor Keith. That was fantastic. And uh, I did say that uh, we had two guests today. And as you can see, Ruth is no longer with me. Well, we're still together. She's not just right with me right here. Uh, You'll be pleased to know. Uh, But I have a spare chair here because, uh, well, first of all, we're starting a series today on faith. And we're going to unpack all different ways of, you know, experience expressing our faith and exercising our faith, which is, uh, we think, a really relevant subject to get into over the next few weeks. Uh, And to talk about their faith journey, we are really blessed because, do you remember we had our uh, apple tree gathering back in February? One of the uh, visitors that we had that day, who's very well connected uh, and a wonderful man of God on the Central Coast, is Craig Stevens. And he works uh, for the Salvation Army, but really serves the Lord way beyond just that particular denomination. He's an envoy, which is a term for evangelist, and he runs prayer meetings and a radio program on Rima FN. Ruth and I were guests on that program uh, not that long ago. And so we asked if he would come and allow me to interview him uh, about some of the things that God is showing him and what he's seen God do in his life and ministry. And so give him a clap. Here he comes. Thank you, Craig. All right. So thank you. We can hear all that virtual clapping from home, I hope, by faith. It's thunderous. I'm sure it's going, you know, all over the globe, all over the internet. There's a huge sound. Well, uh, we are going who knows where around the world. These days, uh, of course, you know, we have our local church. Uh, but we do have people uh, connecting and zooming in from wherever. So you know, welcome. And thanks well, I for feel welcome. being here. Thanks. Um, and, uh, and so I just wanted to ask you, Craig, to start off with, as I said, we're starting a series on faith. Yeah. And so tell us how you came to faith, your beginnings of a faith journey and what faith means to you. Yeah, yeah, love to, love to. Firstly, thanks so much for the privilege, the uh, um, opportunity to come and share with um, awesome house here at C3 Narara. Feel incredibly privileged to do that. Have great love for you and Pastor Ruth, and so uh, really appreciate this this little opportunity. And what an awesome um, series to dive into faith. Mm-hmm. You know, like the scriptures are pretty clear. Without faith, you know, you can't please God. And in fact, nothing warms the Father's heart like faith. And uh, it seems to me like faith is entirely his idea. Mm-hmm. Um, how did I come to faith? How did I come to an experience of Jesus? You know, I grew up, um, like many, um, you know, from the cradle, literally straight into church. I think it was day two or three mm-hmm. of my birth life that I was all of a sudden down the front row of church in the bassinet as a little one and, and kind of raised in the, in the, the world of church. Mm-hmm. Um, my mum and dad are Salvation Army officers or ministers. And, uh, um, so that was very much part of the fabric of my journey, um, being exposed to, you know the person of Jesus, the the scriptures, um, prayer, and so on, and uh, and so raised, born and bred Salvo, grown up in the church. But where does my faith story kick in? It's such a potent question because mm-hmm. 
the reality is is that um, I, you know, as a young kid, we we're in a remote area in uh, western New South Wales, in a small country town just out of Mudgee, mm-hmm. and uh, and in that context, didn't have a whole lot of Christian friends around, and uh, and and there wasn't a lot of dynamism in church life. And so I, my experience was um, very much a, a young kid trying to figure out Christianity, but really not having a connection point. I remember there was a time when I, when I said it like this to a mate recently. I came to an awareness that I was, you know, filthy pond slime scum or something and desperately needed rescue, right? <laughs> That was that was kind of this. Geez, I must be really, really terrible because it seems like you have to be figured out that you're terrible in order uh-huh. to get God to want to redeem you or mm-hmm. save you. And I remember just a, an overwhelming sense. I was about 13 years of age, going, "God, help me, Jesus, help mm-hmm. me." And uh, and it was a potent memory that I have. I'll never forget it. Mm-hmm. And I, I really believe that He brought rescue into my heart mm-hmm. at that point. Mm-hmm. The challenge for me was that I didn't have a context in how to go on living out the uh, faith journey, how to go on working out my salvation, as the scriptures say. And so kind of faith dwindled and kind of became hot and cold, hot and cold. And and at some point, uh, you know, I was looking for the stuff. I was looking for the the stuff in the scriptures where, you know, the signs and wonders and the miracles that are all caught up in the book of Acts and what Jesus' followers got to do, and I could never see it anywhere. And uh, and so I kind of walked out on church. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't until a bunch of friends said, hey, we've heard of this person called Holy Spirit. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> I think up until that point, I'd had a pretty solid theology of God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Scriptures. Mm-hmm. You know, and and Holy Spirit didn't figure too much, yep. but uh, had a radical encounter of the Holy Spirit about age twenty six. Mm-hmm. My entire life changed. Wow. Literally t- turned on a die. Everything changed. Just couldn't stop talking about Jesus. Had to be in the Word every time I'd open the Scriptures. The Father would speak to me, and uh, wow. and out of it came this great grace to share with pre-Christians um, the person of Jesus. Yeah, wow. So where does faith fit in all of that? Well, I know I had a faith as a child. I know that 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 faith decision moment at age thirteen. But I tell you what, in coming into the encounter of the person of Holy Spirit, yeah. kind of yeah. mid twenties. Yeah, um, changed everything. Yeah, wonderful. And were you married then? By the time you were twenty-six? No, I wasn't. Um, and uh, I was kind of the. I'd gone from walking out of church life, not being able to see what I'd kind of hoped the faith journey would capture—the great adventure, the you know, the excitement of the kingdom. Not seeing that, I'd walked out of church and and sort of gone, "I'm done with that." And then these friends that invited me back, um, they, they were kind of planning a new expression of the church within the Salvos. You know, the Salvation Army's history is we're regarded as the first Pentecostal denomination. Yeah. You know, like literally the first denominational church that, that actually had figured out a walking in cooperation with the Spirit. Mm-hmm. So, so that was the, the, the great wells that had been dug before. Mm-hmm. But I'm a single guy now going plunging in. And, uh, and plunging in took me to Toronto over in um, Canada uh-huh. um, with the uh, outpouring of the revival that was happening there and uh, great encounters and, uh, and fairly soon after that been functioning in the role of evangelist with our, our local church and, um, 
and met and fell in love with my bride, who is now 21 years ago married um, with me, and, uh, and life's great. Yeah, good. <laughs> and you've got children? Yeah, three children. Our eldest is 12, Judah. Uh, our daughter, Elisha, is 10. Got a magnificent teacher, by the way. Mm-hmm. You might have heard, you know, Mrs. Cooper, uh-huh. fantastic school teacher. <laughs> this is Mrs. Cooper, who wasn't Mrs. Cooper uh, a little while ago. Prior was, to the school holidays. Was Miss Brown. Yes. This is our very own Bethany, our daughter. And uh, we discovered that a little while ago. And the affection is mutual. They're yeah, beautiful. So, uh, beautiful. Yeah, yeah. And our youngest, uh, Malachi, just turned seven. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, cool. He's a human wrecking ball. Great fun. Right, right, yeah, okay, yeah. Uh, what year were you in Toronto? 97. Okay, yes, yeah. all right, yeah. I was there in 95, and so wow. I went for several years. I oh, went yeah. back to Russia, where we had been missionaries, and I was on my way home, and I was able to organise wow. flights to go via Toronto, because it was a, it was a really a worldwide experience, but Wasn't it did it? travel out to all yeah. parts of the world, yeah. and Australia, and a lot of people were refreshed, and yeah, uh, yeah that's awesome. The fruit of that, the fruit of that move of God is just ridiculous. You mm-hmm. know, it's it's remarkable. The restoring of the Father heart of God, you know, mm. in, in the in the body of Christ, is such a glorious thing. Mm. Yeah, yeah, awesome. And so, um, well, that's a while ago. How can you get us here? How did you end up on the Central Coast? Wow, um, that's a huge journey. You know, I said we've only um, got couple of hours yeah i heard that there were eight hours of footage left on the camera so (laughs) we'll see how we go (laughs) Uh, you know um uh, i'd I'd come into the encounter the spirit of god the grace for evangelism just became activated and very quickly the lord had spoken to to my wife and i were married within probably 12 months of that encounter had, had said look you know um here's my heart for the poor and so we had a a great vision for um uh the poor and the marginalized within our city in sydney and um and i could uh, i saw it as clear as day how the church was meant to be mobilized into serving the poor and the marginalized and uh and I, i couldn't shake the vision you know like i couldn't shake it at the time where double income no kids living the life had a beautiful home in sydney in the north shore and and things were great for us. And the Lord just spoke to us and said, sell it all, give it to Africa and come live with me in a, in a government housing estate and pursue loving wow. the most marginalised. So, wow. so it was unshakable. He was speaking to both of us at the same time. And so we, we just had one answer, which is yes. And uh, that began the most incredible adventure. Um, we did that for a dozen years. And in amongst that, the Salvation Army seem to think that because you share Jesus with people, perhaps you can do evangelism. And before I knew it, I was teaching people um, some stuff to do with the kingdom and the king and how to share the king. And um, and uh, that seemed to produce some fruit. And so along the way, the Salvation Army uh, um, ordained us. They, we were made Salvation Army officers. And uh, and in that process, we um, we then became at the mercy of where they might decide that we might go. So... Um, the Salvation Army appointed us to the Central Coast. It must be close to eight years ago now. Yes, and that role was originally the uh, was that the Transformation Centre. That's Center? correct. Yes, were, and were you the first director of that when they first yeah. bought the property up at Duralong? We used to have uh, C three Church conferences there. We used to have some of our leaders camps yeah, there back yeah, in the yeah, day, and yeah. then uh, was up for sale and. 
the Salvation Army fortunately got it, and so you ran that as the director of the Transformation Centre. Bold, bold move by the leader of the Salvation Army um, nationally. He's a spirit-filled believer who's very familiar with the gifts of uh, the Spirit and of prophecy and so on, and he just made a, a crazy decision that we'd pluck these two houses if you like out of out of ministry in a housing estate and and go set them up in this ministry um called the Duralong Transformation Center the largest addictions treatment center in Australasia is it really um it was the largest um um, um Salvation Army funded ministry in the country mm. most significant ministry and and a glorious space um and that began a journey again of of serving mm. people in that context living on site caring for and loving some extremely dangerous people and some incredibly broken people and watching the king bring healing, restoration, deliverance, freedom all day long. That's a good day. Oh, well, you've done a great job there because, uh, you know, you, you, you've been quite humble about this, saying, I don't know why they chose you, but your gifting of evangelism, which we'll get on to soon, but also your experience working with people who have been troubled and marginalised and uh, that obviously worked well up in the Duralong Centre. Yeah, yeah, we're connected in really nicely. And, uh, you know, I guess when, when, when the Father just grabs hold of your heart and teaches you a thing or two about how to love people, mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm. it seems to be a fairly universal thing. You can actually land that love in amongst, uh, you know, some real trauma, some real brokenness, and, uh, mm. and in amongst that, so much freedom. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, okay. And now more recently, you're still employed by the Salvation Army. Yeah. You've got a broader role. On the central coast and beyond, yeah. So, so we weren't looking. My wife and I weren't looking for a change at the time. We, we loved the context of serving in the Duralong Transformation Centre. It was just a delight for us. And um, and in the context, the leaders leadership of the Salvation Army had shifted, changed new new leaders and and different vision for different things. And and all of a sudden, we were advised that we were going to be taking on a significant church down in Sydney. And there just wasn't uh, any sense of witness about that for mm-hmm. us at all. We just felt like we'd come to the Central Coast with a, a real promise but from the Spirit of God, uh, clear as day. It was like, you know, um, I, I have for you what no eye has seen and no ear has heard. And, and, and the picture of, of revival that in my mind looks like, you know, Isaiah 60, that looks like the restoration of, of the kingdom and the reign of the king. It's a glorious, glorious vision. And I felt like, no, we haven't seen that yet. So, you know, it's it just there's no witness for us to, 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 to be back in Sydney. Mm-hmm. And um, and so graciously, and I'm so grateful to God, there is a an apostolic leader within the Salvation Army leadership framework uh, in charge of New South Wales and ACT. And she heard our hearts and she had, she actually said to the, the national executive, look, if you move them um, and, and we miss God's move that he's shown them, then that'll be on your heads. <laughs> wow. She, she could said tell that. this was really God's will yeah, for you to stay rather than just yeah. A, yeah. an organisational yeah. matter. And that's a big thing, isn't it? With it, bigger organised denominations yeah. that they still are day. able to hear the Spirit yeah. of God, not just yeah. plan what we you know, think yeah. is making sense. 
That's right. Yeah. That's right. So, so oh. you know what she did? She created a brand new responsibility, a brand new role, mm-hmm. um, which my wife and I enjoy today, and and, and essentially no, none of our peers have. Which is, mm. if you're a Salvation Army officer in full time ministry, you know you're a pastor, you're leading a church, or you're leading a social service centre, mm-hmm. uh, one of the two, or or you're in our headquarters in administration. Mm-hmm. Um, well, they created for us an opportunity, which was to to commence new works of the Salvation Army, new activities of the kingdom within the region of the Central Coast. So they've given us a regional responsibility and and basically, how's this? My boss, uh, the leader of Salvation Army in New South Wales ATC, she says, go and do whatever the Lord puts on your heart to do. Wow. Go and do whatever the Lord puts on your heart to do. And, and I have to say to you, with the confidence of leadership, you know, just backing yeah, you into that yeah. space, because, I mean, she, she knew what we could see. And, and when you're consumed by what you can see, yeah. the Lord's inviting you into something. You can go yeah. run with that, right? That is awesome. Yeah. Because, to be honest, someone in that position could say to some Christians, go and do whatever the Lord's put on your heart, and they'd lie on the beach all day. Oh, wow. So, <laughs> you know, so it's, it's good to see what God has put in your heart. Yeah. And, you, and that's why you're here, really, because we were so touched and, and impressed to see what God's been doing and to hear your heart and what I wanted our people and others to sense from you is this call of God. And it doesn't re- matter what kind of denomination or title yeah. or pay packet or position. It's on every Christian. Yeah. But some aren't perhaps listening as much as we could to the Holy Spirit's call that will excite us and show us things. Yeah, yeah, and hopefully, yeah. in your position, of course, someone can then trust you and say, do what's on your heart. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. so that involves running prayer meetings, running the radio program yeah. at Rima. Uh, yeah, so several different things that the, the Lord impressed on our hearts immediately. You know, like the key ingredients in any move of God, any, any significant move of God in revival anywhere in history has been, you know, faithful prayers or people yes. praying into stuff yeah. and unity or oneness. Um, and so just giving myself to that. Uh, the prayer space looks like um, uh, we have a, a prayer room on Tugra Strait, mm-hmm. um, up the road actually from Pastor Phil and Julie Oldfield at C3 Tugra, just there. And um, and so we host a, an interdenominational prayer space. Now, sometimes that room is used for individual prayer ministry and so on, but weekly it's an interdenominational gathering of a, a whole heap of strongly graced intercessors who are just believing God uh, together, listening to God together and, and just declaring the kingdom together mm. it's a glorious day um yeah Rima is one of the things that we do as well you know I'm, I'm just passionate about what what great grace there is in the body of christ on the central coast mm-hmm. and so you know um having both yourself and pastor ruth in in the uh in the studio to to um share the the stuff that god is speaking to you about the stuff that is happening in the kingdom here at c3 narara uh, to tell the story and to bring the broader body of christ you know some of whom may never walk into one of my churches or one of your mm-hmm. churches but but can hear the heart of the pastors who who are leading who are serving the body of christ and and just move in their own hearts to a place of yeah i can bless that i i, I celebrate that mm. and so that's been a, a space of of unity or oneness i, I keep jumping to oneness because you know um that's the biblical language isn't it you know mm. that we would be one yep. as he father son spirit are one and i think unity already has I don't know, it has some connotations that are tied to some stuff that people tried to do. Right. 
you know, in yep. history and, yep. and maybe things didn't work out as we'd kind of hoped in, in unity movements or mm. or whatever. But, but let's just discover what it is to give our hearts to one another yeah. in oneness. Well, you can have uh, unity without conformity. You yes, can yeah. still have yeah, the right. colours and flavours yeah. of every different church and emphases and strengths right. of different denominations or preachers or yep. pastors or leaders or Absolutely. churches. But... We are one church. Come on. And, uh, and we're on you know, a journey together. We're not competing, but we're working That's together. That's and it. so with that, you, and you ask people when they come on your radio program this question, yeah. you say to pastors, tell us what's God saying uh, to you or in your word study of the Bible or in your prayer uh, to the Central Coast. What's a word that is on your heart for our people and beyond? What's, what do you feel like God is saying, especially... You know, given our crazy yeah. Yeah. scenario now Isn't with online church and the restrictions and the fear yeah. that yeah. is in the world about COVID nineteen, yeah. what do you think God's saying yeah. through all this? Well, I, I I'd, I'd ordinarily sort of take a backward step because both yourself and Pastor Ruth are so strongly graced prophetically to speak into what the Father is saying, and I honour that. Um, but I, you know, obviously I sense, you know, um, in our own context what what the Lord's stirring amongst us, and and the, what you say is absolutely right. Hey, we're we're in a space of almost almost competing voices there there are so many voices now globally that are literally at the click of a button available to us you know and and good voices and and strong voices and and probably some not so great voices as well in terms of what what's being spoken about in kingdom contexts in the body of Christ so i think the first thing is is that um you know an ear tuned in what what i sense the father is saying is is just like a, a, a newborn baby's uh, ear is is already tuned into their dad or their mum, you know, or you know they, they they've heard the conversations between mum and dad way before they were born, you know, in the in the womb they're hearing uh, the father's voice, the mum's voice, and I'd say I feel like the Lord is saying that in this season it's so critical to be tuned into our spiritual mums and dads uh, um, voices um, in in the context here at C three Narara you know certainly both yourself and pastor Ruth there to be tuning into the, the the spiritual parents of the house here is is a critical thing and I and I feel like the Lord is on that I think I feel like he's saying you know listen to what the fathers and mothers are saying um, that's that's the first thing and I, and I love the idea that you know we can confidently speak about this because my sheep know my voice you know you're part of the the faith community here at C3 Narara whether you're actually in town here or you zoomed in from the other side of the world mm -hmm. you know um, you get to know the father's voice and that's a good day um, the other thing that I sense is and and this seems to be echoed prophetically as well is um, you know this is our finest hour this is the kingdom's finest hour. This is such a potent, hope-filled opportunity for us as the body of Christ right now. And and I was sharing with somebody just recently. You know the way that it looks. Um, the world, the world here in Australia. Interestingly, when this COVID thing blew up, I was on the other side of the world. I was over in India leading yeah. a mission team over there. Yeah. You know, preaching the gospel where it's illegal to preach. Yeah. Um, you know, and and proselytizing and and in a place where it's illegal legal to convert and and we saw so much fruit it was breathtaking i left the country and went and played mission for a few weeks and I, i'm literally i flew back i got back into australia two days before yes. 
they cancelled all flights in yeah, India, yeah. right? I had a two-day window period of getting back into the country yeah. and, of course, then rolled into isolation mode, which yeah. who, who saw that coming? Yeah. Um, but uh, the world changed while I was overseas and, um, and in that context, um, I, I felt like, you know, the Father is saying, my sheep know my voice, tune into the fathers, the spiritual leaders, the fathers and mothers of, of the house to hear what I'm saying. And and this moment now is a potent moment of kingdom advancement, mm-hmm. not of retreat, but mm-hmm. of kingdom advancement. Mm-hmm. You know, Isaiah prophesied 700 years before Christ. He said, of the increase of his government and peace, read this, in the, mm-hmm. of the increase of his kingdom, there mm-hmm. shall be no end. Mm-hmm. And so what we know is that the kingdom of God is advancing. Um, and, and sometimes, like, the media will be telling a totally different story, yeah. you know, and and, uh, and we're all so aware of that. And social media even can be telling a totally different story. But the scriptures are very, very clear of the increase of his government and peace, of the increase of his reign and rule, of the increase of his kingdom. It's exponential. It's mm-hmm. increasing. Mm-hmm. Now, um, in that context, as believers here at Narara, you know, like we're just confident of, hey, the king is affecting his plan and his purpose. You know, I'm sure you, I've seen that you've already addressed the issue of, hey, the, the Lord isn't cursing our nation or the nations by a virus. It's not his plan at all. Mm-hmm. Have a read of the mode of operation. You know, the John 10.10 10 spells out really clearly Jesus has yeah. come to, you know, not to steal, kill and destroy. That's the objective of the enemy. But <laughs> he's come that we might have abundance life that we might enjoy life in the kingdom that we might see the kingdom of god advance so i believe that the father is saying in these moments right now for us this is kingdom advancement opportunity time Mm. good the last thought true yeah the last thought is is that coupled with that is that every believer matters Every believer's got a role to play. Every Christian has got a, a message to bring. Every Christian's got a, you know, a, a neighbor to serve. Every Christian's got um, the gospel to announce, to demonstrate, to proclaim. And as we do, and as we do, there's just surge. There's surge. There's kingdom surge on. Mm, that is good preaching. <laughs> <laughs> Look, finally, let me ask you. You're a gifted evangelist. You referred to that quite humbly before, but the fact that the Sallies have used you as they have over the years is, you know, people are gifted in different areas, and that's a strong suit for you, and you're used to equip others uh, in soul winning and evangelism. And a lot of people feel intimidated, uh, but as we know, the Scriptures, Paul said to Timothy, do the work of the evangelist, even as we know Timothy might have been quiet, uh, even shy or perhaps even a, you know, a meek yeah. kind of person. Yeah. So all of us have some calling in some way to keep preaching the gospel, sharing our faith. What would you say to our people and beyond uh, who are Christians uh, about maybe some of the practical things they can do to share their faith? Uh, yeah, perhaps, perhaps particularly now because yeah. of uh, some uh, ref- restrictions or yeah. fear in society, where people are at? How would you help equip our people uh, to you know, bring the good news out yeah. into the community? A great, a great, great question. And perhaps the question before that is, is what actually is our good news? Mm. 
because I, I have to say to you, someone asked me that question, I think it was the other night I was on a, a podcast and they said to me, oh, you know, like it was tied to tell me about your faith journey and, and, and what is the gospel and they're asking me from the, the function of evangelist, what is the gospel? And I thought it was a brilliant, brilliant question. What have we been announcing? Because as a young guy growing up, I took 26 years of saying, actually, this doesn't float my boat. Mm-hmm. Whatever you're telling me is our gospel, our good news is not landing and it actually doesn't sound like very good news to me. <laughs> Right, yeah. and and so I actually went. Hey, this is how good news the church's good news is. I'm leaving. Right, right, right. right. I'm done. Yeah. Uh, because actually, I think when we understand the gospel that Jesus gave the church, this is it in a nutshell. Right, fifteen words or less. Yes. The kingdom of God has now come. Repent and believe. Right, the kingdom. It, how I discovered this was glorious. I'm reading through my iPad version of scripture, and at the heading at Mark one fifteen, it says, "You know, the good news according to Jesus." And I went, "Oh, what? Mm-hmm. The, that sounds like something I want to pay attention mm-hmm. to." Like I, I know the good news according to Nikki Gumbel in the Alpha Course. Yes, I right. know the good news according to Billy Graham and yes. the Crusades, and I know the good news according to Contagious Christianity and Evangelism Explosion and, mm-hmm. and a gazillion other courses. Mm-hmm. But what's the good news according to Jesus? The kingdom of God has now come. Has now come. Uh, other versions say the kingdom of God is at hand. You can grab hold mm. of it. Uh, and so the gospel, I think, is is, a, is is something that we could do a real reimagine on right now. The kingdom of God has now come. Repent and believe. Mm. I'd been told the kingdom of God has now come. I probably haven't even been told that. <laughs> but repent and behave is the message right. that I got told. Right. Repent and behave. And do you think I could do it? No. 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 <laughs> no, no, no. no you're looking at me going, no, no, no yeah. chance. No, you have no chance. So, but so no, no, no one does either. So, yeah, <laughs> that's it. That's it. You, you, we yeah. can't behave our yeah, way, yeah, right? Yeah. And so, repent and believe is simply a change my mind and agree. Now, um, you know, I think when we understand the gospel, evangelism is a piece of cake. It's so easy. The gospel of the kingdom, the kingdom message, the kingdom has come. The kingdom of peace is now here. We've got a global pandemic on our hands and nations and the world is stirring a fear story, stirring stress and anxiety like there's no tomorrow, Mm. right? Now, believers at this point, if we've got the right gospel, if we understand the kingdom of God has now come, right, we're we're, we're immovable. We are absolutely immovable. Why? Because the kingdom of peace is my portion, right? Uh, The kingdom of God looks like peace that doesn't go away. Mm. How can I be stressed or anxious or worried? I can't Mm. because I'm rescued to a story of peace. Mm. You know, how can I be fearful? Well, actually, my life got wrecked by a loving father, right, Who, who just utterly poured out his love and perfect love drives out fear. How do I carry a story of fear? And so I want to say to you that what does the church do in a time like this? Well, we understand the gospel. The kingdom has now come. We manifest the gospel. We, we demonstrate it. So you won't find me sitting around, you know, in, in the, on the end of the street sort of biting my yeah. nails and anxious about how things are going to go because yeah. peace is resident within me. Um, fear has been driven out because perfect love is resident within me. Yeah. Um, how's this? The story of permanent rest. 
you know, like we're, we're more rested than, you know, like how good is this story of the kingdom that we're living from? So I think, you know, I, I just say to believers, you know, some of, the, some of your pre-Christian friends and neighbors, some of the pre-Christians in your family, they may have said no to what you may have been presenting Jesus as or uh, the way in which you might have gone about a conversation previously. But right now there is such an appetite for peace Right now, the world is actually going, oh, if I could have a mouthful of peace right now, that would just shift everything and you carry it. You carry his kingdom and it is within you. Where is the kingdom of God? It is within you, Jesus said, and it's increasing. So we demonstrate and we manifest the kingdom. It looks like permanent rest. Hey, if you're busy, invite the Holy Spirit to rescue you to a story of permanent rest. I don't mean go sit on the beach and do nothing. I mean the testimony of it is well with my soul. It is so well in here. It's tranquil in here. And as believers manifest the kingdom, what I'm finding is my neighbors go, how come you're not freaked out? When I was flying back from India, I had a guy come and grab hold of me. He said, do you think we're going to make it back to Australia? Like, they're they're canceling flights left, right and center. Mm -hmm. Yeah, mate. Yeah, we're good. Uh We're all, oh, I wish I could feel like that. Uh Like, how do you get that? I said, well, I'm rescued (laughs) to a story of peace and permanent rest, and it's pretty good in here. He says, how do I get that? You see, when you demonstrate the kingdom, the world actually wants in, and they want to ask you, how do I get that? Or another way of saying that is, what must I do to be saved? Yeah? Yeah. And so, um, hey, practical things. Why don't you write a letter? and just letterbox your street. Mm-hmm. We did this. Uh, we literally just sent a, a letter out to all our neighbours. We just said, hey, love you. You're in our heart. You're in our prayers. Um, this is a really tricky time for the world. Here's our phone number. If you want to be part of a WhatsApp group, we're having a Greenacre Avenue WhatsApp group. Uh-huh. And we can just connect in with each other and check in that everyone's okay. And you That's know what? Awesome. That thing is pumping. We get like a hundred and something messages every day of neighbors sharing, oh, you know, this is happening, that's happening. And and the the response, like as the Christians leading the the neighborhood, they're going, oh, thank you so much for giving us an opportunity to connect. What we did was we demonstrated community. Community is connecting, mm-hmm. knowing one another and being known. Mm-hmm. And that's the kingdom, right? Mm-hmm. Another dimension of the kingdom is community. So I'm manifesting the kingdom. The world's going, oh, this is great. We let, in, in amongst that letter, we said, you know, maybe you're an older person, you're not tech savvy. We've got an old iPad, which we're going to stick a, a SIM card in. You can, we can show you how to FaceTime your grandkids, right? Uh-huh. Like that was such a blessing to wow. people. Just little opportunities to demonstrate the kingdom. And then they asked the questions. There's one guy going, this letter you gave us, I never had anything like it. It's stuck on my fridge. I read it every day and I cry. Wow. Wow. Right? Potent little graces that, that we can fantastic. just share. Hey, listen, if you can cook a cake half decently, mm. cook one and take mm-hmm. it over the fence. Mm-hmm. Hey, I was thinking about you, just made your cake mm-hmm. to bless you. Mm. It's a demonstration of generosity, of mm. course, a demonstration of the kingdom. Your neighbours are going to be asking, wow, what's that about? Or how mm. come? Or, gee, it was lovely to, to know that you were thinking about mm-hmm. me opportunities are endless you know my mind's going berserk with with what we could do but these are just simple little things eh? yeah look that's fantastic and they are there's some practical things you throw out there but it comes from 
your heart being connected to the Lord yeah. and yours is and that's why you're here, that's like it. I said, because we wanted our people just to catch that fire, that grace, that heart that you have for the love of God and wanting to share that and uh, that's fantastic. Thanks so much. Um, why don't we finish up by praying and I'll ask you to pray for everyone connecting in this morning and just pray for uh, that peace to be in people's hearts but emanating out into the community like you say that we will be shining our light and being effective in times of darkness that we live with light in us and through us amen why don't you pray Craig thank you and thank you for that comment because this is exactly that this is light expanding light Mm. repelling darkness this is that glorious kingdom advancement i'm talking Mm. about let's Mm. pray huh yes so i make this prayer in the name of the father and the son and the holy spirit in the name of the king of kings the lord jesus hallelujah jesus i thank you for every person uh listening in today into this message and and i bless them in the name of jesus father i thank you because your kingdom is advancing i thank you that we're so confident in your word and we're so confident in you to complete your word to fulfill your word everything you've spoken you're doing and father thank you for this really really significant time where where the the lid has been lifted on darkness and and right now in jesus name you are increasing light upon all the believers listening in wherever they are in the in in this uh meeting right now the spirit of god just i just release now an increase of light upon you i just uh, release an increase of love upon you i release an increase of peace upon you and increase in rest Mm. upon you i bless your soul now in the name of jesus to flourish and to increase and to expand with the kingdom father in jesus name would you advance the kingdom of god in every person listening and in each household listening in right now that your kingdom would expand within them hallelujah Mm. and father i ask that that there would just be now a supernatural grace to rest upon each Mm. person a supernatural grace in boldness, a supernatural grace in acuity in listening into what you're saying, that, that with the little promptings by your spirit right now, I release now clarity to hear those promptings. Father, that many, many people would encounter a demonstration of the kingdom from your kingdom kids to them. And many, many people would encounter a, not only a demonstration, but the declaration of your kingdom. And Father, I thank you that we're in these five Fine, fine days where a glorious, glorious harvest is being released to the body of Christ. So in Jesus' name, we call in the harvest. We bless you, harvesters, to go out and just bring it in. Go out and bring it in. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus, I bless you freely. I have received a grace to to bring evangelism, to Mm. function in the grace of evangelism. I freely give it to every one of you listening today. I freely give it to you. I release it to you. Favor to elicit a response in pre-Christians, they would find themselves saying, maybe for the first time, what must I do to be saved? How do I get into this kingdom? How do I get what you've got? I release that grace to you in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 Amen. 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 We hope you've enjoyed this week's sermon. For more information or to contact us, visit c3church.narara.net.
Jesus, Jesus.